We're learning together the Mishnah for Kavos, the Kirsh the Maral. The Mishnah says Yosef ben Yochanan tells us how to do Chesed in one's home, and we saw that he says a person's home should be opened wide, and the person should invite the poor into their home. And we saw the way the Maral explains that, not because there's something wrong with a lady, but because the tafkid of a man and the tafkid of a lady are different, and therefore the willingness to do chesed for a man extends to inviting people into the home or lending things from the home when it comes to the operational headquarters of the home. When it comes to, uh, so to speak, making the food, preparing for the guests, running the household, that's lady's responsibility. That's a tafkid. That's a forte. And if that's the case, for a man to be involved in all the details and micromanaging that is for him not doing what he's meant to do. For her it is. And therefore we said that if a person's mar ma'isha, we're not talking about other ladies where there's a, a negative aspect, we're talking about his wife, ishta And there's nothing negative about speaking to her. But the issue here is, is that for him it's goyim adivrit v'zbital tarif. It's goyim ra la'atzma, it's going to cause him to be missing what he's meant to be doing. His tafkin is a man, and a bital medivrit and therefore, for him, it's not the right thing to do. For her, of course, that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave her the tafkir of doing, and for sure it's the right thing. But just like we understood and we spoke about, that for a lady to be supportive of her husband's learning is important, but to micromanage her husband's learning isn't what she's meant to do. It's the same thing the other way around. A Baal Chesed does Chesed in his capacity to do Chesed, and he gives his wife the free reign to do her part of the Chesed. He doesn't have to be married by Sikhid and involving himself too much in her department of Chesed. That's where we're holding so far. But now we get to the third thing that the, the Mishnah tells us uh, negative about a person who is married by Sikhid Mahisha. We said already that he's Garim Rala Atma and we saw the principle of the Maral that Ra means Heder, it means when there's a lack of something. And Bottom of the is obvious. And now we get to the third one. The end is going to find himself in Gehinnom. Why is this necessary to add to the list? And uh, this is obviously a, a threat of a much bigger punishment. So why does, it, why does the mission bring this in as well? So the Maral explains in the paragraph which starts, V'sayf Yerush Gehinnom, he says, Heinem advarim ashamayna. Kiyo'isha davik ba'ahadar. For a man to connect to the lady is, connect, is causing something to be missing in the man. And therefore, for a man to be talking to the lady about the areas which are the lady's job is for a man to be losing the level he's meant to be on. Because he says, Gehenim is really a person who doesn't achieve or doesn't reach what they were meant to achieve or they were meant to reach. And therefore, for a man to be doing the tafkid of a lady is for a man lacking what he's meant to be doing. And therefore, for him, it's a gehenna. But, there's obviously nothing wrong with the lady. The ends of Dome Isha Atma, we're not talking about the lady herself, that she did what she did, that she is not missing anything by doing what she's meant to be doing. Why can we again? It's not true. She doesn't get gehenna. On the contrary, the lady will get Ganeidin like a man, and for doing her tafkid, she'll get Ganeidin 
as much as a man gets for doing his. But the problem is for the man to be involved in her tafkid. But for the man to, so to speak, forsake what his priority in life is meant to be, and to be involved helping the lady with her job, for him is a chisari. And therefore he's the one who's going to get him, not her. And therefore he says, It's a, a header, it's a lack of what the man is meant to be. And therefore, all of Oymah B'Sav Yerush Gehinam. Why? Ki Gehinam, Shem Avadin HaOdam, V'Hedem Etsiyosu Shal Adam. The idea of Gehinam is that it's, when, so to speak, a person who's lost uh, what he's meant to have achieved. So the Oynish for not achieving what a person is meant to achieve is Gehinam and a number of Chazals that say this. That when HaKadosh Baruch has certain expectations of a person which aren't fulfilled, even in Torah. There's a famous Midrash Mishle which says, that in the future, HaKadosh Baruch will test every person to the knowledge of Torah. And if Hashem is not satisfied with the person's knowledge of Torah, he turns away from him, and he falls into Gehinnom. The person falls into Gehinnom. So we see that Gehinnom is the punishment for a lack of achievement. And therefore, for a person to be doing a tafkid which isn't his, is looked at as a lack of achievement for what he's meant to be doing. And therefore he says, talking about Gehinnom, Sharei Nikra Avadun, Gam Nikra B'Shem Tzio Unashiyo, it's called the place of Avadan, of getting lost. It's called the place of emptiness, the place of desolateness. And all those things are synonym of something which is empty. The idea of the person is empty too. And we know that there are different kinds of Gehinnom. There's a Gehinnom of depth, there's a Gehinnom of fire. And here we're talking about a Gehinnom of desolateness, a Gehinnom of emptiness. And that comes from a person being empty from what he's meant to have done. Now, the Maral, having explained this to us, wants to emphasize that the Pirish and the Mishnah is not that there's something bad about speaking to a lady. And therefore, a person is getting punished for the sin, so to speak. We're talking about his wife and isn't a sin in that. What's bad about it is what a person is losing as a result. And therefore, he's going to emphasize this point, And he says that this is the threat in the Mishnah. Not those who come to assume and work out their own interpretations of Chazal. Says the moral, the way I've explained the mission to you is built not just on my assumptions, but really on Chazal and other places too. And therefore I have basis, so to speak, or proofs for what I'm saying. And he brings a Gemara in, in Bav Metziah. And here again, the Maral brings a, a Gemara which needs explanation. And you'll see how he uses the one Mishnah to explain the Gemara and the Gemara to explain the Mishnah. And what the Gemara says is Amru, the Gemara Bav Metziah. Anybody who follows the advice of his wife ends up in Gehenna. Shneemar, Rak, there was no one as bad as Achav who followed the, the advice of his wife Izevel. And we know that Isabel was uh, one of the most well-known wicked ladies that there were in the time of Tanakh. She did tremendous damage to Klai Yisrael. Uh, she killed all the Nevim. She promoted worship of the Baal. And Achav, who followed her direction, so he brought himself, so to speak, the same punishment that she deserved. And he also lands up as one of the people who doesn't get Olam Abba. 
But now it's a pretty harsh statement to say that everybody who follows his wife's advice is going to end up in Gehenna. We're talking about a particularly bad wife. And therefore, yes, anybody who follows his wife's advice when she is such an out-and-out Russia should get Gehenna. Why do Chazal make a blanket statement like that? Now, but before we get to answer that question, there's another, another point to think about. People say, if your wife is short, then bend over to listen to her. So you see that there's a benefit to listening to one's wife. And now you just said that if a person listens to his wife, he ends up in Gehenna. Rav Papa throughout Shas often brings the Omri Inchi with the common sayings. Can you know Rav Papa had a certain shit that the common idiom, the well-known expressions weren't wrong, and therefore we have to resolve them with uh, with with Chazal said as Torah, you don't just d- d- discard them as being mistaken. And the Bayer doesn't either. He explains, and the Bayer answers. He says, like Asher, the one is talking about Mili the Almo, things of the outside, and the other one is talking about Mili the Beza, things in the home. And Ishnachrena, Abayez's answer was different, and he said, Havi Mili the Shmaya, Havi Mili the Almo. One is talking about Mili Dishmaya, which means spiritual matters. Others Mili Dalma, things regarding the world, which means physical matters. Okay, so those are the two answers Abayah gives. We have to explain them one by one. And that is, in some areas, a person who listens to his wife will end up in Gehenim. In other places, a person is recommended to listen to his wife. Says the Maral, the explanation of the Gemara there is the same as the explanation of the Mishnah here. What does it mean a person who follows the, goes after the advice of his wife? Now, let's explain what I was saying. I just read the line to finish it, but we need to explain it. And that is like this. The Naral explains the concept of Chaymer and Surah, which is something which really is discussed multiple, multiple times in the Naral and now the Sifra Mokshav as well. And that is the world can be divided into uh, two different uh, two different Chalakim, two different uh, ways of looking at it. The one is raw material, which we call Chaymer, and in lots of different uh, areas there's raw material. If you're going to talk about, for example, Chaymer in Hebrew, that really means clay. And if a person makes clay, he has raw material. He has a clay mixture. What can you do with clay? Well, you can fashion clay into lots of different things. You can make it into bowls or saucers or cups, or even uh, tables and chairs, depending on what you want to make the clay into. Uh, the clay is just raw material, which can be fashioned. And now the form that the clay takes is what's called the tzura. It's the form given to something. The Ramban famously explains that this is why Hashem created the world from the very beginning. From the very beginning, the world was created as Chaymer, as what he calls Yuri, raw material. And then afterwards, there was a concept of Yitzira, which means fashioning raw material into whatever it's meant to be. A person takes a block of wood, and he makes it into a shtender, he makes it into a bookcase. Anyway, whatever he's going to create out of it is giving a Tzura, is giving a form, is giving an identity, so to speak, to the Chaymer. Now, that's a principle we have throughout the bread. Let's now try and understand what Maral is saying by us. When he's saying that 
in that division between what we call Chaymer and Surah, so he says the lady is more compared to the Chaymer and the man is more compared to the Surah. Now, that's not necessarily against ladies or against men. We have to just explain what it means. How, how does the one compare to the other? And the explanation is like this. The explanation is, really, the basic building block is the Chaymer. One doesn't build with Surah. Surah is giving a form to something, but the nature of the, the so to speak, what's being built is the Chaymer. If a person is building bricks, the bricks are the Chaymer. So the nature of which builds is the, block, the building blocks is the raw material, which, which in whatever form it's going to be, is uh, really what causes, creates the structure. The tzur is the second stage, which means you can give it a, a certain shape, you can give it a certain form, uh, but that comes as sort of something to refine or to, or to beautify or to perfect if you're on one stachemer. Now, if that's the case, so then if you're going to talk about the division of function between creating something in this world of, of permanence and then giving it a certain form or giving it a certain uh, a certain uh, appearance then we'll call the one the Chaymer and we'll call the other one the Tzur and now if you understand that so then we talk about building a home so then we're not talking now just about the bricks and the cement used to build the home but we're talking about the 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 working of the home, the functionality of the home. So then, there also we're going to talk about what the lady provides by making the home a place which is functional, by running the home, by by providing everything which will make a, which will make a, which will make it into a home. Basically, that's like we said, her field of operations. So then that's the chaymer that provides the basis of the home. What a man can do is he can provide a tzura to that, which means, and I always say this, every lady in the world has a family is doing the same thing. She's looking after her children, she's uh, doing laundry maybe, she's taking, making sure the home runs efficiently and is clean, she's preparing food, she's uh, feeding children, helping them grow up, educating them, whatever it's going to be. It's not so different. It's not so different whether it's a Jewish lady, whether it's a non-Jewish lady. Whether it's in one country or a different country, whether this society or that society. Because that's all what we call the Khaymer. The Khaymer of a functional home is always the same. Now, the second point is the Tzura, which means a, a home which is built as a Jewish home has a certain Tzura, has a certain appearance, has a certain priority, has a certain direction, has a certain value system. That's the second point. It's what we call giving it something a Tzura. And now, here, the even though, of course, a Jewish mother who is providing Torah Simecha, is giving a tzura too, but if you're going to say in division of duty, so we say the father's job is more working on the tzura. It's the mother's job which provides the basis of a, a healthy, happy, functional home, and it's the father's job which is there more to provide the tzura to that home. And now, when a person, therefore as a man, is going to try and make the setting of the home into the tzura of a Jewish home, of, of a little mikdash, of a place where children are being brought up in the Vederech HaTayra. So then that's, so to speak, imposing a certain value or a certain uh, perspective or a certain system on the home. And that's what gives it a tzura. 
But if a man is going to follow atzas ishto, so to speak, in a way where that's going to take away the tzura, and it's going to go back to being chaymer, which means that it's, it will be maybe what's necessary, just as a home to function, like any home in the world anywhere will function, but it loses the surah of a home which is meant to be bringing up a future door of over the Hashem, wherever we're going to depict it. So then, the, we said a person in that area is going to listen to Atzas Ishtay and forego what's meant to be the tzura of the home in order to better the chomer of the home, so then it's not achieving what it's meant to achieve. He said that's also considered a kind of a header. In other words, it's, a, it's missing something from what the Jewish home is meant to be. And therefore, like you said before, the Gehinnom is a punishment for a header, for a lack of what's meant to be. And therefore, he says here also the same idea of Halach Achar Atzis Ishtoy is the same idea in the Mishnah, in that it's a, not that a lady gives bad advice, but it's in a case where the advice is, and I said one example for tomorrow, of Mili Dishmaya, which means a, a case where it's following her advice in in prioritizing what he calls the chamer of the home rather than the surah of the home. I'll give an example. Something which I know that the people who do not like this, but something which I always feel is, is, is an example of exactly this mistake. And that is, there are always people who feel that, some say ladies who feel, that in order to bring up their children, they have to have a very clear routine. And there's a certain time they go to bed, and there's a certain time that they, they, want, they want them to sleep. And there's nothing wrong with that as creating a routine. But the problem is, what about Shabbos? What about Yom Tov? What about other occasions in the Jewish year, the Seder night, for whatever reason, doesn't fit into the regular routine? If a person normally works on the routine of their children going to sleep at 6 o'clock, and sometimes Yom Tov comes later than 6 o'clock, and then I say, for sure it's later than 6 o'clock, or Rosh Hashanah, or anything else. And therefore, there will be those people who will say, well, it's just too bad, so we'll put our kids to sleep early. Even if they miss the Yom Tov or the Shabbos meal or whatever else it's going to be, because they have to go to bed on time. Now, I'm not talking about a baby or a one or two year old, but a kid is older than that. So, of course, what the experience of a Seder table, of a Yom Tov, of a Shabbos, is a big part of their childhood, of their Chinuch. And I would say this is an example of prioritizing the Chaymer over the Tzur. The Tzur is providing the, what one wants, so to speak, the, the children to learn, what one wants the house to represent, and the Chinuch is going to be. And the Chaymer is that it's a functional home, it runs a certain way. And therefore to listen uh, to the advice of that it's more important that there should be a routine, the kids should go to bed on time, more than that they should experience a Saturday night, is exactly this mistake. It's causing them to lose out on something which is a Torah of what a Jewish home should be. And therefore if the person listens, so to speak, to Atzas Ishtar, which is not just that his wife doesn't have good advice, because she has excellent advice, but in this particular area, which means to prioritize the Chaymer over the Torah, which means to, that it should be more important routine, or the way a home runs, more than more than the Teichen, more than the Ruchnis, more than the, what the home is going to provide, that's a problem. That's something which is, causes a lack of snowfall again. And that's what he says, that the Gehinnom is a place of head there. When the Tzur loses its maida, what it's meant to impose a certain higher value system on a Chaymer, on just being functional, 
a functional place, a functional household, so it is the mind that's meant to have, and therefore not forget him, because kasher asher nimshach zachar chaymeh. Okay, ask the Gemara, if that's the case, what does the expression people say about Amri Inchi? Is it a good that if your wife is short, like bend over to listen to her? And Matar it's like Kasha Haba Mididi, Alma Haba Mididi Abesa. One applies to things in the home, one applies to things other than that. Firish, Mididi Abesa, Lani Krisha Isha, Noita Achar Ishta, Mifneke Isha, Karis Abais. Shalom, Madavaza, Hukach Vasedoida. When it comes to listening to his wife, Regarding the home, that's not considered listening to her, that's like we said, that's her area of operation, that's her priority. And therefore, listening to her there is the right thing to do. She's the one who decides how things work in the home. Whereas I mean the Alma, which is things outside the home, so there you see this difference. And that's what the Maral says of Bishar Mili. In those areas where it's the man's job to, to decide that's a place of giving tzura more than of running a home, so therefore if a man listens to his wife, then he's falling short, so to speak, of what his mother should be, and therefore, like we said, that every time a person isn't achieving what they're meant to achieve, then there's a, a certain element of gain. That's the first part in the Gemara, the second, the, the second answer in the Gemara, that there's a difference between Haba Mili de Alma and Haba Mili de Beisa. The one is referring to spiritual areas, and the other one is referring to areas which relate to the home. So he explains the deeper point. And he says, Mili the Alma is very much Things which relate to working out things in the so to speak in the physical sense. Then you should listen to his wife. Dealing with physical things is like we said, dealing with how to set up a working system as things apply here. And therefore, that's something which is shared by everybody in the world. That's really just using the Chaymah. It's not a place where someone has to apply a certain Surah. It's whatever is practical, whatever needs to be done in order to make a working, viable home. What's in the gate to a physical system which works and makes a functional home, that's the priority. When it comes to Mirdishmaya, which means how a person has to transform, what we say, just a home or a physical household into something which is Kodesh, something which is spiritual, that needs a, a certain Surah. And therefore, in areas like that, that's the man's priority to provide the Torah. And in that area, if he's going to follow her advice, then,